0: Keeping up with Jones, the Lonnie Jones Podcast Adventure is brought to you by TKM Incorporated. This company located in Moss, Tennessee, specializes in erosion control, hydro seeding, hydromulch, silt fence. They do minor excavation work, and they also provide traffic control and construction signs. Their mission is keeping people safe. Their passion is wishing that all men could be saved. TKM stands for the King's Men. If you'd like to contact the King's Men, you can contact them at 931-243-3958, 931-243-3958, or you may email them at inc 2001 at TWX.net. That tkm inc tkminc2001 at TWX.net. The King's Men in partnership with Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure. SJL General Contractor is a full construction company that primarily focuses on civil construction and asphalt sales in the Huntsville and Fayetteville regions. Services they provide include but are not limited to road construction, asphalt material, underground utilities, site work and demolition. They employ heavy equipment operators, concrete finishers, pipe layers and CDL dump truck drivers. If you would like for this company to work for you on your project or if you'd like to work for them as an employee of this family-owned business, you can contact them at 931-433-4660. That is 931-433-4660 or Three W's and a dot, sjnl.com. That's www.sjnl.com. SJNL General Contractor is a sponsor of Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure. Nobody climbs in Iowa. I mean, that was my perspective, that was my assumption, that was my belief. And can you imagine how shocked I was when the guy starts out with the statement? climb trees i didn't respond to that no nobody in the group responded to it my thought was well so did i when i was eight but i outgrew it I, oh i went through this phase where i played with ropes and trees when i was in junior high but i outgrew that i'm a rock climber and, and he knew we were rock climbers because that's what had started the conversation he'd heard us talking about rock climbing and he'd walked up and said are you guys rock climbers and we said yes we're rock climbers and then he drops this bomb on us that says well i'm a tree climber The reason we're talking about climbing rocks instead of climbing rocks is we're in the middle of the summer, in the middle of July, in the middle of Iowa, and there's nothing to climb in Iowa. Well, apparently there are some things to climb in Iowa. They call them trees. Some guys from my youth group who had climbed rocks with me were with me in Iowa and we were doing flood relief. We had delivered 70,000 pounds of sheet rock, had delivered boxes of food and supplies to these people who had been, uh, victims of this flood. And in the evenings, after we do all this hard manual labor, we'd go hang out at this little park. And we would play organized games with the local kids and the kids from the church would invite their friends and we would do some experience based games and and some stupid youth minister games. And then we'd have a devotional. And as we sat around talking about the fact that we were in the in Iowa in the middle of the summer and there was nothing to climb, this guy overheard our conversation. And then so he had approached us and asked us about climbing. And, And apparently his assumption was that we had something in common. He climbed trees and we climbed rocks and we had something in common. And and my assumption was that we climbed rocks and he climbed trees and we had nothing in common. But he wanted us to see the equipment that he used as a tree climber. And so I walked out to his truck and, and looked at it. Now, he had some interesting equipment. He had this thing that he called a saddle, and when he pulled it out of his truck, that was my impression. Yeah, no wonder you call it a saddle. That looks like something you'd put on a horse. It was this wide, stiff piece of sewn nylon with some kind of backing in it, and it had these positional loops on it, and then he he had this, uh, this bridge. He didn't even have a belay loop. And then hanging off of this thing with these metal steel carabiners, and then he had these hauser leg, these twisted ropes with three strands that were about, you know, an inch thick. And then he had this 12-millimeter braided static rope, and he was wearing these boots that looked like something, you know, that, that you'd wear at a rodeo or Frankenstein would wear my climbing gear i was i was climbing in a a black diamond alpine bod harness which is a little lightweight piece of nylon and i had these aluminum carabiners and i was using a 10.5 millimeter dynamic kern mantle rope that was small and supple and smooth and and easy to use And, and then i climb in climbing shoes these these little slippers that sort of look like ballerina shoes you could not have had any more difference in our equipment and, and not only was there differences in the equipment there's differences in the technique you see when you when you do climbing and, and you're doing it as, as a sport a rock climber climbs rocks you don't use the ropes to help you you don't use the ropes to aid you in your ascent you don't hang on the gear if you pull on the rope or rest on the rope or hang on the rope that's considered a fall the rope is not there to assist you in climbing. The rope is there to catch you if you fall. And if you put your weight on the rope, you hang on the rope, then you're not climbing, you're resting. Tree surgeons actually climb the rope. They'll either attach the rope to themselves and throw it over a limb and pull themselves up with a progress capture knot, and that's called a double rope technique, or they'll directly climb up one strand of rope, which is called a single rope technique. And so the equipment is different, the methodology is different, and there's just nothing that we had in common. And and although we weren't rude to the guy, we really didn't connect. And I think maybe he was wishing for some kind of connection or maybe he just misunderstood how we used our ropes, or but it just didn't work out. And And although we weren't mean to the guy, we probably weren't nice to him. And then I returned from Iowa. And after coming home from Iowa, it wasn't very long till I went into business for myself. I stopped my full-time job as, as a full-time minister and opened up this little business that's a combination of counseling and consulting. I called it Jones LPC and Youth Resources. The Jones is me. The LPC stood for licensed professional counseling and the youth resources was all the things that I did in youth ministry and all the things that were youth related. And in one of the, the venues or one of the branches of my business was we started a ropes course. We had access to some property on Kill Mountain and we formed this little company called InnerQuest. And I was one of four partners in the company. And and we we put a ropes course on Kill Mountain and, and my job at, at in this little company was I was the lead instructor, I was the lead facilitator, and I was the course manager. And as the course manager, that meant I did all the maintenance. I took care of the dead limbs that needed to be removed. I I would climb the trees and and fix the platforms. I would climb the trees and inspect the cables. I would climb the trees and, and repair the cables. And I come to find out that the skills that I had as a rock climber did not directly translate to the skills I needed as a tree climber. And what I wouldn't give for another two hours with the guy from Iowa. Wh- wh- what value this guy probably had for my life. And because I didn't think we had anything in common, I didn't ask him any questions and, and quite honestly didn't listen to him. And I don't know if I was ignorant or I was arrogant or I was arrogantly ignorant. But I missed an opportunity to learn some things. I missed an opportunity to to learn from a guy that that had a different perspective. I I missed an opportunity to learn from a guy who who did things in a different way than I would do. Now, in all honesty, my rock climbing skills don't apply directly to tree climbing, but you could use tree climbing skills and and climb any rock you can get a rope on. You could climb the unclimbable if you could hang a rope off of it because tree climbing skills would directly translate to climbing a a rock if you use direct aid or if you use direct ascent on the rope. It's the same kind of techniques that cavers use to climb out of vertical pits. And it turns out that I really, really needed to know what the guy from Iowa knew. But I I didn't know I would need it. I could not have imagined being in a place in my life where I would need the knowledge from, from a tree surgeon. And because of that... I've come up with with kind of a rule for my life that, that I believe that everybody I meet knows something I don't know and can see something I can't see. And I need to figure out what that is. We start talking about something, whether it's youth ministry or whether it's marriage or whether it's counseling or whether it's climbing or whether it's wrestling or whether it's jujitsu. I'd like to know how you do what you do and is it different. And I want to know why. And I, I may not change my mind about anything, but at least I can figure out what's going on. From, from my perspective and talking with the guy from Iowa, maybe, you know, I had this insecurity that he thought he was a better climber than us because he could climb trees with this special equipment. And maybe we thought we were better than he was because we climbed rocks without using any of the special equipment. And instead of worrying about who's better, why don't we learn from each other and just both of us be better? My friend, Aubrey Johnson, who's a prolific writer and he's been the guy that encouraged me to start writing uh, after we've collaborated on several projects and I've written some chapters and some books and I've forwarded some of his books and he's reviewed some of my books every time we have a conversation about some project that we're working on together. You know, he'll summarize, hey, we've decided to do this and we've discussed this and these are the things that we need to address. He ends almost every collaborative conversation with, now, what am I missing? And his question, what am I missing, is is that question, hey, you know, what do you know that I don't know? What can you see that I can't see? What is it that you know that I don't even know I don't know? You know that's that line from from the Pocahontas thing that Disney did, and Pocahontas is looking at John Smith and talking about his narrow vision of the world, and she says, "You you you finally discover that you never knew the things you never knew." That's a very poetic statement, but it's very scary. You never knew the things you never knew. Well, the only way you'll know that you don't know something is to talk somebody who knows it. You know, If you play a game on, on a ropes course, if you play a game in the experiential ed field, and, and a lot of the games that we do involve partner stuff, and you wear blindfolds. Well, if I'm wearing a blindfold and you're leading me around, you're, you're taking me through an obstacle course or we're picking up objects or you're just giving me directions and I'm having to follow your directions, I've got to make a couple of assumptions if I'm running around the world with a blindfold on. Number one, I've got to assume I can trust you. I've got to assume you're not going to hurt me. You're not going to play a trick on me. You're not going to run me into something. And the only way I know to stop when you tell me to stop or turn right, when you tell me to turn right or turn left, when you tell me to turn left, the only way I can really do that is not only to trust you, but to trust in the fact that you know something I don't know and you can see something I can't see. That's the only way to be successful when you're trying to navigate the world with a blindfold on. And I'm afraid sometimes we end up going through the world with blinders on because we're unwilling to admit that there are people out there who know things we don't know and who can see things that we can't see. And if we just take the time to ask that question, what is it that I don't know that I don't know? What is it that you know that I need to know that I don't know I don't know? And just getting that other person's perspective and not assuming that we've got it all figured out and not assuming that our way is best and not assuming that our thing is superior and and even if i don't listen to your viewpoint to the point that it changes my viewpoint at least i understand you and then i might even understand how you see me the way you see me and that opens up a dialogue and that opens up growth and that opens up communication You never knew the things you never knew. And just think of the opportunities we miss when we don't listen to people and we don't ask them for their perspective or for their input or for their insight. And just knowing that everybody I meet knows something I don't know and can see something I can't see I need to learn that. I need to discover what it is, and it it might make me a better husband. It might make me a better teacher. It might make me a better climber. It might make me a better jujitsu guy. It might just make me better. If a smart man learns from his mistakes and a wise man learns from the mistakes of others, then I think we could say a brilliantly wise man just simply learns from others. Using the tool of shortwave radio, World Christian Broadcasting literally covers the world every day with the gospel. They use two large curtain antennas. One is located in Anchor Point, Alaska, and the other in Madagascar. They send out messages that are recorded at their international home in Franklin, Tennessee. They make available 40 hours of broadcast every day. The broadcasts are made in English, Chinese, Russian, Spanish, Portuguese, Korean, English for Africa, and Arabic. They would love for your group to visit them. You can bring your ladies group, your youth group, or your men's group. Just give them a call at 615-371-8707. 615-371-8707. Or you can go to 3W's in a dot, worldchristian.org, find the donate here button, and make a financial contribution to support this work that literally covers the world every day with the gospel. World Christian Broadcasting in cooperation with Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones Podcast Adventure. Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure. I am your host, Lonnie Jones. My wife, Jackie, and I moved to the city of Huntsville in 1986 for me to be a youth and family minister. I have been a minister since 1980. I have served in this community as a police chaplain assigned to a SWAT team since 1992. And I've been in private practice as a licensed professional counselor since 1998. I'm also an adventure educator and a an avid outdoorsman. I dabble in rock climbing and I goof around with Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Our life has been full of many wonderful experiences, and some just outright adventures. I used to write about those things in a little church bulletin article. so now instead of asking you to read those things, we're just going to talk about them in our podcast. And as we talk about them, we're going to talk about the facts. The facts lead to concepts, and the concepts lead to application. One caveat about the facts is, for the most part, we're going to tell you the facts just as they happened. But every now and then, we're going to tell you the way other people have told us they remember it happening with a little bit of embellishment. It's all good, clean, fun, and for educational purposes. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy Keeping Up with Jones.